0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And with me, as always, to round out the three amigos would be Brian Anthony Davis. What's going on, Brian?
1: Hey, yo, what's going on? We're only, we're less than a week and a half
0: away. I'm feeling it, boys. That's right. Dave, Dave Schofield, co-editor. What's up, man?
2: Brian, did he call us round? Is that what he said? I'm trying to figure out what he said. (laughs) Oh, uh, well, <laughs> he, he said, he said, something about the, about the, the round the trio all to round oh. out the trio, I guess that's what it was. I'm doing fantastic <laughs> one Jefferson Hartman.
0: Oh my gosh. All right. So we're back and you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. This is crazy to think about, you know, I was listening to our podcast uh, the other day and I think David was yours that you said you were kind of running down everything of what was going to be happening in the coming. It's just crazy to think like next week you know, is the last Steelers Q and A because the week after will be the first hangover after the game. I think it's a Monday night or it throws everything off, but the Beck and black is now going to be know your enemy. We're, we're here. Like, it's not just like on the, that's it. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're here. You know, this is the last preview that we won't be previewing an upcoming game. Brian, what has been the most difficult thing of this off season for you?
1: Like Tom Petty says, the waiting is the (laughs) hardest part. You know, not just the waiting, but just the fact that there just seems to be no news, nothing going on. They're in a bubble. It's like you're waiting to hear from space what's happening. (laughs) <laughs> you know, they're all a partying, floating, eating, drinking tang, eating <laughs> eating crazy meals out of, like, uh, tubes. And we're like, hey, what's going on up there? Like, hey, they're coming. They're, I, I think they're going to step foot on the moon. And, uh, you know, you're just waiting for everything. So I, I just can't wait until the embargo is lifted on news. And we just so, know so much more.
0: The lack of news has been frustrating, and we'll get into that in a second. Dave, what about you? What's been the most difficult thing of this off season? And that's just not that's not just training camp. That's just this off. It's been crazy. But go ahead.
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, I wasn't sure if. If Brian was going to say the wait was almost over or if he was going to be free falling or having his last dance with Mary Jane, I wasn't <laughs> sure what was going to come out of his mouth. I haven't had my first dance with Mary Jane. So I... But it, it's been it has been a long, crazy offseason. It hasn't helped that one Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman. Was uh had stepped away for a couple months, which really yeah. made it a crazy off season here at BTSC.
0: That's but I am just That's my bad.
2: But no. But what, <laughs> what's great is that is just another example of part of life coming back to normal. It yeah. seems normal to have the three of us here on this on this Thursday night show. Nothing against Michael Beck; he did a fantastic job. But uh now he's now he splits this night instead, going on, on Wednesdays and Fridays. So it's almost here. It, it It's crazy. It, it seems like it's been forever, but at the same time, it's one of those things that you felt was so far off when it finally gets here. You're like, I can't believe it's actually here. It seemed like it, it w- we would never be there. But we have, I mean, we are two days away from knowing who the initial 53 members of the Pittsburgh Steelers are and things like that. It's just... I, I can't get over how excited I am that the wait is
0: over. Well, not only that, in one week when we're doing the Steelers preview, talking about the Giants, there will be an actual regular season NFL game on television.
2: I know I mean, I'm going to be watching it. it. I, I mean,
0: yeah, week. the the Chiefs and the Texans will be kicking off the season next Thursday. That still blows my mind. I mean, I'm excited. I'm ready for it. I, I said this on a couple other podcasts. This off season felt like it was forever, but it. It wasn't forever for football. It was different, yeah. but everything has been on schedule. Yes, training camp looks different. It's not the same. It's not at St. Vincent. It's not. It's different. But the start date is still the start date, and they have not changed that once. This isn't the NHL. We're going to shut things down two months later. Okay, now we're going to come back. Then we're going to go to a bubble. The NBA did the same thing. And then when we get out of the bubble, we're going to do all this stuff. It hasn't been that way. It just has been crazy in terms of, it's a long and windy road, but for the NFL, it's been a, it's been the same duration for an off season. And I think that fans, this is the first sport that is going to come back on schedule. And so there's, I think there's a lot of pressure on, on the NFL because they're, they're going to follow protocols and they're going to do all the right stuff at, at the best of their ability. But at the same time, I think that they're it's seriously a situation where this is, this is a really good chance for normalcy. Like Dave said, a a little bit of normalcy in a life that's been pretty upside down for the last six or so months. So I'm excited. I know you guys are excited. I do want to mention before we get into the nitty gritty of this show that we, I really hope that everyone listening, whether you're watching live on YouTube or on, I hope you follow us on our audio platform. There's so much more out there that we're not providing on just YouTube. And there's a lot of reasons why Uh, one of them being that I can record my Let's Ride Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning show whenever you know. I can do it at twelve o'clock and lunch. I can do it when I get home from work or when I get done with work. There's a lot of options. Whereas this, you always have to be on at a certain time. It's just different. It's live. We wanted it to be different. So make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcast. That's Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, iTunes. I think we said the fifty-five percent or so watch or listen on iTunes. We also ask if you're on iTunes to give us a five-star rating and to leave us a good comment. And I said two weeks ago, if you leave us a good comment, I'll read it on this show live. And so we have some new ones. I want to read them. I'm not sure if I read this one last week or not, but if not, I'll read it again because he produces, he provides all the music for our shows. It's the Jerry Cherry Band. He gave us a five-star rating and said, I've been listening to them for a few years now, the number one stop for all your Steelers news. We're talking real Steelers passion. Thank you very much for not only the music, but the good comment uh, Jeff Crowell says uh, one stop for all things Steelers news. He said, while information about the Steelers is being spoon fed to us through the quarantine, BTSC has been the trusted place for all the news and opinions. I want, it feels like a virtual family of Steeler fans from around the world. The hosts have a good time with their varied opinions and you can be a part of the conversation. All the hosts have a great personalities and insight. I do miss Lance Williams nation. Take care of the nation. Thank you, Jeff, for that comment. And last, Dan Leonard writes, he gives a five-star. He says, excellent Steelers podcast. This isn't just one high-quality show. You get two shows a day during and after the NFL season. Each show is a bit different from game previews and recaps to news stats, analysis, and commentary. I don't watch on YouTube, but listeners can also interact live with the hosts. This feed has come a long way. From its blog talk radio days, every host has good microphones, so the audio quality is very good. This is a must-listen for hardcore Steeler fans that want comprehensive analysis of their favorite team from knowledgeable and passionate hosts. Thank you, Dan. Wow, Dan, thank you. Man. Makes you feel good. So, yeah, I give us a good comment on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. It does help. It helps with exposure. It helps when you type in Steelers, you see our podcast platform come up. We're number two right now. We want to be number one. So that's just one thing that you can do to help out. Brian, anything to add as our podcast producer? You know what? We have some more
1: slight changes coming up because it's just like, remember when it was the eighties and nineties and the TV shows were the new fall season. Well, we are going to have the new fall season. Like you alluded to, we're going to move a few things around, but it's going to be much better. It's going to be Steeler comprehensive. And you're going to enjoy it completely. So uh, stay tuned for the new fall schedule coming out uh, right before the uh, the Steelers kick off. And we're going to have that all for you. And I've got to say, I feel I feel blessed and excited that I have finally inspired a name on the live chat. There is one that says, one of Mr. 2AM stories. <laughs> so, so
0: I am loving it. So I feel like I've arrived, boys. We've all arrived in some way, shape or form. So let's get right down to it. The This week, the Steelers, God, I just don't get their, their practice schedule. I, I really don't. I mean, as a former coach that, yeah, I didn't coach football, but it doesn't matter, right? When you go through the preseason schedule, you are trying to set your team up to get acclimated to a regular work week. And Mike Tomlin alluded to that on multiple occasions, but they've just been... Dave and I would be messaging each other. And it's like they've got to practice tomorrow. They just had two days off, but they would practice one day and then take off again. Like, I just don't get it. Anyways, there was a lot of news that happened. Were there any players or any news in particular that stood out to you from the week that was? Brian, we'll start with you. Well, you know what?
1: I'm I'm hearing a lot about uh all of a sudden about James Pierre. And like I said, we're we're living in a bubble, and now people are actually I mean, different columnists are projecting him to possibly make the 53-man roster. And I feel because there have not been any preseason games whatsoever that I don't know who some people still are based on, you know, I got a lot of information from your training camp reports, but it was, it's hard to uh, know who everybody is. I would love to see, I've heard some great news about Riley, Now a little bit more about Riley, but... Didn't get a chance to see him. So I can't wait to see these guys. But you're hearing news about different players. But it just seems for the last week, hardly any news. No
0: news is good news, some will say. Dave, what about you?
2: Yeah, it was tough when the Steelers had been taking so many days off. Like, I was surprised when they took off Saturday and Sunday. And then I was looking to do a, a a field trip with my kids, you know, like just before school started. And I had to try to squeeze it in this week. And I'm like, Oh man, I'd rather go on Thursday. Cause there's no way the Steelers are going to have an off day on Tuesday. And unfortunately I, the only way at time I could do it was Tuesday. And what do you know? I find out it's an off day. I, there's no way I thought they'd take two days off, come back for one and then have another off day. But it did make sense that they're, you know, they're trying to simulate the week uh, you know, like it's a game week, even though there's no game this weekend. No idea what practice or anything's going to look like over the weekend. The Steelers don't usually practice on cut down day, right? They usually just have meetings in the morning and stuff. Yeah, if I recall. And then Sunday, it's kind of tough to run a practice when you don't have a signed practice squad yet. So we're we're probably looking at another weekend off. But tomorrow, which you know, Friday, which for those of you listening to this at a later time, is their last practice at Heinz Field because then they're rolling into the regular season and full-time at uh, UPMC Rooney sports complex.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. For me, I, when I think about the news from this week, when you read those practice reports, especially on days like Thursday's practice, which was inside, no reporters are allowed there. You have to only go off of what the Steelers are putting out to the public and to the reporters. And believe it or not, the reporters are getting basically the same pool report that they're putting on Steelers.com. So fans are actually getting a lot of what they actually are getting in terms of the beat writers. Alex Highsmith's name just doesn't go away. It just doesn't. And we've talked about him before, and rightfully so. But my goodness, this guy is getting praise from Bud Dupree, from T.J. Watt, from Keith Butler, and even Mike Tomlin has given him some praise over the course of training camp. I'm sorry, but I keep on thinking that I guarantee you he'll be able to do more than Anthony Ciccolo as a rookie. And I know that there was some discussion last week about how that's impossible for a rookie or, I don't know, that was between Dave and someone in the live chat. But still, Mm -hmm. everything that you've seen is that he has a really good repertoire of pass rushing moves. He seems to be acclimating to the professional game rather nicely and, and quickly. He's a smart player. He's intelligent. And I was—it was really exciting to see. I know Brian got involved with this today. That oh my gosh, like our aunt Tony DeFeo is like best friends with his dad now on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't that exciting, Brian? I mean, we should get him on the show. I I, I know, <laughs> and and so we—that's why I put that
1: little nudge in there because they were going back and forth like quite pleasantly. Because if yes. you read the article that Tony wrote, it was it was very entertaining, but it was very—I mean, he was talking glowing about him and the the article was i'm not sure who sam highsmith is however he's either his brother cousin you know uncle or and he kept on That's saying bad. that over and over throughout <laughs> the article and so so uh sam wanted to say i am his father and, and thanks for all the kind words and they kept on going back and forth and i think they're they're going
0: on a picnic this weekend
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're going to watch games together since he can't be in nice <laughs> yeah Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, Real quick question, because like Dave said, Saturday, 4 p.m. New York time, as uh, the NFL likes to say, um, is when this all teams have to cut down to 53 players. I asked Dave this question on my Let's Ride podcast. I'll ask Brian the same question. Dave, you can use the same answers, or you can use a different answer if you had more time to think about it. Brian, give me an offensive player that could get cut. That is not, don't say Ben Roethlisberger, ah, okay? Darn. I, I knew you were to see see me, say that. Dude. Because I said I could
2: give the Brian answer and say Ben Roethlisberger, but me- I wanted to see <laughs> if he would actually say it.
0: <laughs> give me a realistic player that could be legitimately cut or let go, whatever you want, how you ever want to call it, that people would say, wow, I can't believe they let blank go. I'll give you an example. I felt that the fan base said that when they let Landry Jones go. When they cut Landry Jones and went with Joshua Dobbs and they, they're like, Wow, they cut Landry Jones. It wasn't that Landry Jones was great, it's that no one saw it coming. So, Brian, who is your offensive guy? We're gonna do defense as well, but who would be your offensive player? I see some people in the um live chat, like Ezra said Vance McDonald. I don't think Vance McDonald has any chance of getting cut. No. So, Brian, who do you think? Let me
1: preface this with the fact that I don't think there are going to be many surprises. However, Agreed. If, there's go, if there's going to be one that could surprise everybody, I doubt it, but I think it could happen is Jalen Samuels. And a lot of people are throwing that out on the live chat.
0: Yeah. Now, Dave,
1: that's who you said, wasn't it? That is
2: what I said before. And uh, whenever we talked about this, so I'll say a different one. I will say, um... I'll, I'll say because we had both you and I had projected this earlier on and then we changed our minds was some was Zach Gentry that yep. if they decide to only go with two tight ends, uh, mm-hmm. that would be a surprise. We'd be like, oh, you know, but I don't think it would be because he's ever pr- shown anything on the field. Because like we say, one catch for four yards last year, that's been it. So that I don't know if that really fits it. That's why I had picked Samuels before.
0: Yeah. My answer on the podcast, and someone had just said it, um, a couple guys did on, on the live chat, was actually Brian Switzer. And it's not that I think the fans would kind of be elated. A lot of fans would kind of rejoice when at the news. I still think there would be that shock factor of, wow, I can't believe they cut Ben's boy. Because that's that's what it comes down to. Like that's what I think the fan base really hates about Ryan Switzer is they don't feel like he deserves the roster spot. They feel like he only has it because he's good friends with Roethlisberger. I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's definitely the sentiment that you see in the comment section of buying on Twitter all the time. It's it's out there. I think that if the Steelers came out and they said, we're going to keep Ray Ray McLeod instead of Ryan Switzer, not only would that be the headline of the article, but Man, that wouldn't that be surprising to you, Brian? If if Switzer gets let go,
1: yeah, I I really would be I would be shocked if it happened. Yeah,
0: Yeah. That, okay, let's go to defense. Dave, we'll start with you. Name a defender that you, fan base would say, "Wow, I did not think this guy was going to get cut."
2: I really like the answer I gave before to, to it. earlier. And that is because it's someone that a lot of people are thinking could really do something this year, but you really haven't heard anything about. And that is Isaiah bugs. Mm. That would really be surprising if, if he did not didn't make it. So um, I don't want to ruin all, all the answers from, from the other thing that we're doing, but uh, that would be really surprising. I, I thought that was a good answer.
0: Okay. What about you, Brian? What,
1: what's yours? I'm looking for a shield before I do this because um, I'm going <laughs> to get annihilated here. I'm, this is not a prediction. This would be a shock to me. I'm going to Mike Hilton. What? What? Really? <laughs> hey, John could've... Trent said it
2: too. John hey, I don't There's up. no way you offer someone a, second, a second round, round tender, tender. <laughs> and then don't have them make the
1: team. I'm just so, saying, I mean, it's easy to throw out McCullers. It's easy to throw out guys like this, but I'm saying that would be a shock. Okay. And yeah, you but have we also a, said realistic. You have guys to put in his place. Okay. You've got Cam Sutton there. Things can happen. I, so I see them I'm going to walk at the end of the season, but yeah, that would be, you know,
2: he would be more likely to be traded rather than just flat up cut. Uh, that, I would be shocked. He you traded. asked
1: for a shock. That would be a shock.
0: Okay. Did I say yeah, it's not a should that would be that would be a shock. Be a that would absolutely would be a shock.
1: And can I answer Ryan Kellerman and say hi on life, baby? <laughs> hi on
0: life. That's what I'm on. Um, I was I I can't remember who I said in our podcast earlier today, Dave. I think I went with maybe McCullers. No. No? Who did I say? No. You went with Brooks. That's right. Antoine, Antoine Brooks, the rookie. No. They they don't like to. They don't like to cut rookies, even though he's a six-round draft pick. They like to keep that to me. If you cut a rookie, you're basically saying we messed up. Like we really messed up. It's as if it's a seventh-round guy, that's one thing. I would also be shocked though if McCullers goes for similar reasons to Switzer, because the guy just hangs around. Hey, mm-hmm. I mean, he's like that. He's like that friend that's just always there. You never really invite him anywhere, but he's always there. He finds his way to these parties. Like, how did you get here? We didn't invite you here. That's Dan McCullers with the Steelers. Like, he's just always there. He doesn't Next thing you know, (laughs) he's on your couch. He's uh, (laughs) using up your Netflix account and,
1: you know, freaking out your wife.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Quick sidebar. I was in a fraternity in college, and we had this guy that just graduated, and he just would not let it go, you know? Like, you just got to let it go eventually, the fraternity part and the brotherhood and he was always at our house always on our couch and we would come out of our rooms and go out into the like dude why are you still here like what, what are you doing like that's damn the colors like I, I feel like at some point people are gonna say how is this guy here you know right. it's like kramer i don't even work here <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's like kramer where it's like um uh ricky uh, sorry uh, Willie Mays Hayes on major league when they take him out of camp and he's in his uh, pajamas and he sits up and goes, shoot, I've been cut already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question about cut down day before we move on. I think that the Steelers, if they're going to make moves are going to be to potentially pick up other discarded players from other teams. They've done it before, you know, they go down to 53 and everyone's like, yes, my guy made it. Let's say it's a two skipper. Two star skipper made the roster Next thing you know, three hours later and the Steelers make a transaction, they release 2 skipper to make space for that person mm-hmm. on the 53. It happens. It happens more often than not. So over under one and a half transactions made after they cut down to 53. What are you taking? Dave, we'll start with you.
2: So, just to clarify, these are transactions that are dealing with a 53 man roster. We're not talking practice squad or anything like
0: that. Right. No practice squad. They're signing them to the 53. I'm
2: taking one and a half. I'm
0: taking the under. I'm taking the one. So you think, okay. It's going to either either have
2: a one or none.
0: I gave you the app with the uh, the half there. So you took one, right? What about you, Brian? Let's go two. Let's just go over. I don't mind being wrong it'll be tough with the caveat that Dave brought up and the fact that they would have to be added onto the 53 man roster. You know, it, it would be, it wouldn't be like, well, they can sign a practice squad player. They can do that. That's pretty easy, but ultimately sign to the 53. It's going to be, tough. I'll take the under, I'll take the under on that. I'll go with one or maybe even none. All right. La- next question. I wanted to talk to you guys about, I was listening to Mike Tomlin after practice the other day and, and he was asked, I want to say on Wednesday about he said it was a typical Wednesday for us. We wanted to make it a, a real life Wednesday. And he said, they asked him if he's been scouting the the Giants. Have you been working on stuff for the New York Giants? Have you moved on to week one? And he kind of blew him off and said, No, we're just kind of doing our thing and what we can control, all those Tomlinisms. It made me realize, though, that you know Joe Judge, rookie coach. Dave did a whole show on this, how the Steelers are just riddled with these coach and young quarterback combinations this year. Joe Judge, Daniel Jones, new offensive coordinator. I don't. They have a new defensive coordinator too, in New York. Um, I can't think. I'll stop. It doesn't matter. I, Anyways, I who it is either. So the Steelers have no preseason footage to go over. They have only Daniel Jones last year in a different system to look at. Joe judge was a special teams coordinator in new England. So it's not like they can go back to like, let's say Mike McCarthy in Dallas. You can go back to what he did in green Bay and look at maybe tendencies as a play caller, et cetera. How do you think the lack of knowing, and this is across the board, but really with no preseason, how's that going to impact week one? In your opinion, Brian, you think it's going to help hurt, not matter at all? You know what? I uh, I'm actually going to say that it's
1: really not going to hinder the more experienced, veteran laden teams. So it's not going and the better coach teams, and that's a theme that I've been going on with about for about three, four months now. Um, I just don't yeah. think that uh, you know having preseason games is going to kill the Steelers. Not having preseason games is going to hurt. Hurt the Steelers as much. Scouting the same way, I just think the Giants are trying to put something together quick. And even though you can't scout them, you'll you still know what Daniel Jones is. You still know who Saquon Barkley is. You know you understand that, and they're just trying to piece a system together pretty darn quick. um, Because COVID took away your minicamp. You know they took practices away. They took everything away except for this preseason. So I'm going to say it's not going to matter to a very good coaching staff and an experienced team. Dave, what are your thoughts on
0: that?
2: I think teams are going to try to handle it like Alabama would handle it whenever they play Southwest Louisiana State the first week. That, um, you know, we don't know what's going on with that team. We're not going to worry about them. We're only going to worry about us you know, where it's the whole notion of, you know, sometimes as a high school coach, that's what you have to do sometimes when you're playing a program that, you know, isn't really, you know, struggling. Sometimes you make it more about yourself and less about them. So that's rather than the Steelers worry so much, kind of like what Coach Tomlin was saying, rather than worry so much about what they're doing, we just need to focus right now on doing what we're doing even better. And then just, and be able to, adjust on the fly because you don't really know what's coming because of this conglomeration of coaches are going to be going against that. They have no tape on what they're really going to do.
0: Well, let's stick with this, Dave, and I'll ask you this question. So what do you think this will do to game plans? You think it'll be more vanilla, more bland, not as, Obviously, it's not going to be as team specific, but in terms of, let's say, Keith Butler's approach to Daniel Jones, I mean, you're going off of last year's tape, you're going off of a different offensive coordinator, you're going off of a quarterback that's going to have almost a full year under his belt of starting experience, there's going to be some natural maturation. How do you think this is going to impact the Steelers from an offense and defensive schematic standpoint?
2: I think offensively you just do what you do. You're gonna you want to make the defense have to adjust to you rather than you adjust to what the defense is doing. That's gonna be your offensive mentality. We're gonna we're gonna play our game. They're the ones who are gonna have to worry about us, not the other way around. On defense, you can look at like Daniel Jones and his tendencies, but you you're you're not gonna be able to sit back and and, and do the thing where, Oh, they're in this formation with this personnel grouping. We should expect this play. You're going to, ha- you're not going to be able to try to do anything like that. You're just going to have to say, I've got to go out and play football and play better than them, which for a good veteran team, I think gives the Steelers an advantage to just say, Hey, we're going to line up opposite of you and we're just going to outplay you.
0: Brian, do you agree or disagree? I agree completely with Dave Schofield. There you go. Good. Last question here before we take our first break. Um, This is something Dave brought up right before we went on the air. In this crazy COVID world, there is a chance and there is a probability that teams are going to have to deal with people that are testing positive and have to miss a game, potentially more than a game, depending on all the protocols that they're going to be doing. Coaching coaches go into that as well. And so you Dave, did you say you got this question on Tuesday?
2: Yeah, I got the question on Stat Geek on Tuesday. Why don't you go uh, ahead Donald Molin
0: brought it up. It, it was a really good one. It's, he
2: said, Okay, what if uh what if we lose head coach Mike Tomlin? Who's going to be your interim head coach? And I gave my answer and I thought it was the right answer because you don't want to say, well, was it going to be some is it going to be one of your coordinators? I think it's assistant head coach John Mitchell. So that way you don't have to pull anyone else out from what they're doing
0: on offense or defense. I agree. Brian, do you think there would be any other coach that you would consider to be the guy in charge? Danny Smith Jr. Um, no. <laughs> is, he a is he really a junior?
1: Yes, Danny Smith Jr. <laughs>
0: um, God bless. What's his middle Smith. name,
2: Brian? Come on. That's what we need.
0: <laughs> Ezra got it right, though. Ezra got it right. He ben, said, Dad. <laughs> yeah, uh, you
2: know what? I am fairly certain, Ezra. <laughs> you have to tell me if I'm right, Ezra. I think he gave the same answer on Tuesday. Someone <laughs> said it on Tuesday, and I'm going to give credit to that.
1: <laughs> no, it's John Mitchell all the way.
0: Is it bad that when I see, like, James Caldwell say Mitchell, I think Mike Mitchell, I'm like, why would they bring back Mike Mitchell? <laughs> no. Nobody wants Mike Mitchell back. For any- all-time <laughs> least favorite stealer. Is it really? Yes. Can't all-time? Stay. All-time <laughs> least favorite stealer. What was it that... That you hated so much about him one.
1: I mean, he, he was a hitter. He wasn't yeah. a tackler. Couldn't cover. And he was a wang. He was kind of a <laughs> jerk. And when he went <laughs> up before the Jacksonville playoff game and was mouthing off outside of their locker room, giving them fuel that ticked me off completely. You don't do that. He talks so much smack that. He could not back it up.
0: I got to ask Dave, who's your least favorite Steeler of all time now?
2: Oh my, I was, I was thinking of, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll go with, let's see. I'll go with Brian's favorite all time Steeler. Let's, let's go with, uh, no, I was going to say Senquez Golson because of all the, all the playing time he got, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't, I'm uh, least favorite. Um, like even it's easy to say it now. like, Right now, Mr. Third and Fifth would be an easy answer because yeah. of all the gist of his personality. But no, when he was playing with the Steelers, I loved him. You know what I'm saying? So it's really, when these guys are wearing black and gold, they're, I can't think of anyone that really wasn't my guy. I mean, I, I might have to take some more time to think about that one.
0: That I'm, just, I'm, I'm with you there, Dave. It's tough for me to think of someone that I really didn't, I mean, I'm rude for everyone. Like I'm sure Brian rooted for Mike Mitchell to make plays yeah. because he's a Steeler. But at the same time, mm-hmm. and I don't have I'm, a second. I don't have a second <laughs> place like you yeah, guys. Well, it's, I'll it's, tell you what, Mike Mitchell, it's, 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 it's... Devin Snowden was close. He said Rashard Mendenhall. There was something about Rashard Mendenhall that just never. I never felt like he fit in the Steelers with the Steelers in that locker room. I could be wrong, and maybe it's. Some of his life after football, the writing that he's done, the stuff that he said. Go ahead, Dave. What's yours?
2: I never even... He was with the Steelers very long, and when he was there, I never liked the signing and was never a big fan of it. Mr. LeGarrette Blunt.
0: Never Did not care
2: for him. Didn't even really want to see him get the ball or anything the whole time. Never cared much for him.
0: We don't like to talk about all this stuff, but yeah, I mean... It's it's part of it. It's part of it. right when we come back after this break, we're gonna talk about the secondary of the Steelers, so stay tuned.
1: And we're back to